Welcome to the Bible Platform with Reverend Hansen Metal. This is a half hour radio broadcast which airs from 5 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. every Tuesday. Stay tuned and you will be blessed. God bless you. The mighty God is our refuge and God of our salvation. He is the God of mercy and righteousness. He is the Lord of hosts. I welcome you to Bible Platform. I'm your friend Pastor Hans in Metal. Today we're going to look at faith as it relates to good works. So I'll be speaking on the topic faith works. If you have faith, you show it by what you do, what you manifest in the things that you subject yourself to. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this wonderful opportunity. Thank you for letting your voice be heard to your servant. And I pray that as many as I hear this voice will be blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. There is a relationship between faith and good works. I want to say that these two things, faith and good works, at some point in our presentation as believers, we get to confusing the two issues because we know for a fact that we are not saved by works. So when we present the gospel as a gospel of grace and at the same time challenge ourselves to doing good works, if this is not properly explained, it creates confusion for our hearers. Therefore, as led by the Spirit of God, I'm going to attempt, and I believe that with the help of the Holy Spirit, I'll get there with you, to dissect the two and see their meeting point, because we cannot compromise biblical doctrine. In Acts 2, 42, the Bible tells us that the early apostles and disciples, when they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Because there are so many doctrines. There are doctrines of demons. The Bible talks about doctrines of demons. The Bible talks about doctrines of men. And then we have the apostles' doctrine. So we want to be sure that we are aligning ourselves with biblical doctrine, the apostles' doctrine. In other words, it's rendered the apostles' creed. In the apostles' doctrine, it is clear to all of us who are students of the Bible that we are not saved by works. We are not saved by works. According to the doctrine of salvation, all have sinned and all means all. Everyone born of a man and a woman, all have sinned. And this is the way the apostle rendered it in Romans 3, 19 to 23. Romans 3, 19 to 23, the New Living Translation, telling us all have sinned and showing us the way out of the consequences of the sin nature that we inherited right as conception. We did not become sinners the day we were born or after. Right from conception, David said, In my mother's womb, that's where it all began. The virus that was carried or passed on by Adam is right with us, right from conception. There is nothing we can do or give to God to take away our sin and give us power over sin. There is only one way, non-negotiable, non-deniable, 
So it says in Romans 3, 19 to 23, the New Living Translation. Obviously, the law applies to those to whom it was given. Obviously, the law applies to those to whom it was given. For its purpose, its purpose is to keep people from having excuses and to show that the entire world is guilty before God. For no one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands. You heard that? So you cannot say that you're going to subject yourself to obeying the law and that by obeying the law of Moses, you are going to be righteous before God. It doesn't work that way because in in fact, we cannot obey the law. We cannot fulfill the law. It goes beyond the Ten Commandments. So, having said that, he said, the law is given and its purpose is to keep people, you and I, from having excuses and to show that the entire world is guilty before God. For no one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law requires or the law commands. The law simply shows us how sinful we are. It's like a mirror. It's like a mirror. It shows us the holiness of God. And by beholding the holiness of God, we see the hollowness of our own righteousness. So, the Lord simply shows us how sinful we are. But now God has shown us a way to be made right with Him without keeping the requirements of the law, as was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. Let me repeat that. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. So here we hit the road again with faith, believing in Jesus as our Lord and personal Savior. The propitiation of our sin, we are made right with God. We don't have to bring nothing. We don't have to pay any money. We don't have to slay any animal. God is not interested in what we do when it comes to salvation. Apart from believing in our hearts, confessing with our mouth, subjecting ourselves to baptism in faith that Christ has paid the price, everything that we need to do to be acceptable to God, which we are unable to do, Christ has done it for us. So we go to the Father in His name in repentance and we accept it. And so the scripture that I'm reading continues. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. For everyone has sinned. It's not only the murderer. Um, you can name it. You can name it. Kind of thing that we nail down as sin. And we box it and think that these are the only things. No. The Bible says that even the good that we ought to do, may not even know, but we fail to do, is sin. Like I said, David said, In sin did my mother conceive me. So everyone here means everyone. The King James puts it this way, For all have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. So if you are under the sound of my voice, you are justifying yourself. As for you, you never fornicated before. You never insulted anybody before. You never had any evil intentions about anybody. So you are okay. You are not okay. All have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. Amen. All of us, all of us need Jesus Christ to be saved from sin and the consequences of sin, which is damnation and eternity in hell. 
Hell is real, my friend. It's not a joke. Because what a God we serve is not a joke. So if you have not given your life to Jesus, you have any doubts in your mind and you have pray. Pray. I mean, just talk. Talk to God. Just say, God, I want you to reveal yourself to me. And be sincere about it. And begin to read the Bible. Find a Bible. Get a Bible. Read the Bible. Read the book of John. And, and pray as you read it. And I trust that God will reveal himself to you. But even as I share this with you, it is God who, through me, is ministering to you that you might not perish but have everlasting life. To friend, wait no longer. Run to Jesus. He is the source of life, eternal life. He never forsake those who come to him. Jesus Christ is Lord. And the Bible says, He's the only one who reconciles us to God. According to the scripture I read in Romans 3, 19-23, it said, For no one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands. The law simply shows us how sinful we are, but now God has shown us a way to be made right with him without keeping the requirements of the law, as was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone, every single person who believes, no matter who we are. So there is no discrimination, there is no class system, there is no caste system. There is nothing to hinder you from receiving Jesus and escaping the coming wrath of God. Jesus died to reconcile us to God. The scripture also shows us that God and Christ, the holy source of our salvation. Beloved, having said that, let me give you a clear-cut picture of the difference between faith that brings us into salvation and faith that takes us to the level of material blessing and prosperity. Have you seen the difference? When it comes to, I want to be saved, there's no works that I have to do to be saved. Apart from believing my heart, confessing with my mouth, I receive Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior. I mean, you believe that, you say that, you don't need a prophet to stand there, you don't need a pastor, you don't need a pope. All you need is to say it and God by His Spirit that is present right where you are will forgive you and write your name in the book of life and you are good to go. Amen? So, that is the faith you need to be saved. It's just like you want to enter a room and you don't have access to entering the room. Everything you hear is about conditions that you need to fulfill. Maybe you have to pay something to be able to enter that room. Then Jesus comes stands at the door and he says i'm the doorway to this room you have been desiring to enter now i open the door for you you go in there you are not paying nothing because i am the door itself and i'm the one who can keep you out or walk you in and i'm saying i don't need a cow i don't need sheep i don't need a fowl i don't need your money i don't need you to roll on the ground from from morning to evening walk in grace you don't deserve it, but I'm I'm giving it to you for free. Walk in. You have to have the faith that what Jesus is saying is true. That he has paid it all. And it is that faith that will carry you into the room. But when you get inside, there is another level of faith that will make you assess the blessings that are within the corridors of Father God. That is the faith that we are talking about. 
That faith is what the Bible describes as works or good works, not the works of the law. I want you to see the difference. So when you're sharing with somebody and you talk about it is not by works that we are saved. You need to explain the kind of works you are talking about. Okay? You have been listening to the Bible platform with Reverend Hansen Metal. Don't go away. We will be right back. the Bible platform with Reverend Hansen Metal this and every Tuesday from 5am to 5.30am on sunny 88.7 FM and your life will never be the same again. God bless you. Welcome back. The message continues. Let me share with you some of the works that the Bible talks about. First scripture talks about works of the law. And these are works that the people of old, the time of Moses and the patriarchs, thought that they needed to do to be acceptable to God or to assess the salvation of God. These are works that demand you end salvation by performance. You have to do something. So Moses' tabernacle is there. Every year, the people have to bring their animals to be sacrificed so that they remain in the good books of Father God. Works of the law. Romans 9, 31-32, New Living Translation of the Bible. But the people of Israel who tried so hard to get right with God by keeping the law never succeeded. But the people of Israel who tried so hard to get right with God by keeping the law never succeeded. Why not? Because they were trying to get right with God by keeping the law, that is by works of the law, instead of by trusting in Him. They stumbled over the great rock in their path. They stumbled because they were trying to get to God by works of the law. Now let's look at something from Galatians 5, 4 and 6 in the New King James Version for more clarity. Galatians 5, verses 4 to 6. You have become estranged from Christ. You who attempt to be justified by law, you have fallen from grace. For we, through the Spirit, eagerly await for the hope of righteousness by faith. See the difference? Works of the law, right? As for us, we're waiting. We're waiting for God. We're trusting in God. Righteousness by faith. Because they were trying to get right with God by keeping the law instead of by trusting Him. Now, so Galatians 5, 4 to 6. Let me take it again. You have become estranged from Christ. You who attempt to be justified by law. You are falling from grace. For we through the Spirit eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith, not by works. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything 
by faith working through love. Amen. That is what brings us into salvation. So works of the law does not bring us salvation. Bible also describes these works in another format. So we have a second description of works that I want to highlight on. This is what the Bible calls dead works. Dead works. Hebrews 9, 14. Now how much more shall the blood of Jesus, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? We are talking about works. And I'm emphasizing that before we go into the faith that works, faith that we need to put into action to get to our destination, the blessings that God had planned for us before the creation of the world, as he receives us as sons and daughters of the kingdom, we ought to walk in that faith. We cannot attribute everything to grace after we've been born again. Yes, from beginning to finish is by grace. But faith works. And for us to be able to have a proper understanding of the works that the faith demands, I'm trying to highlight the other relevant works that the Bible talks about that have nothing to do with the faith that works that demands that we work. I've talked about works of the law. I've talked about dead works. And now I'm going to share works of the flesh. That's the third one that we need to talk about. So when you we talk about works as if it's just one works and we say, oh, I am born again. I'm not supposed to do anything. By I live by grace. Yes, grace makes demands on us. And we will get there. We lay a very solid foundation before we move into that realm. So we talk about works of the law, dead works. Now we talk about works of the flesh in Galatians 5, 19 to 22. Galatians 5, 19 to 22, the scripture says, Now the works of the flesh. I want you to take note now. We have moved away from the works of the law. We have moved away from dead works. Now we are looking at works of the flesh. Galatians 5, 19 to 22, New King James Version. Now the works of the flesh are sorcery. In other words, witchcraft, hatred. So you see, you may not have witchcraft, but you're full of hatred. You are in the same class with the witch. So hey, let's get going and let's be the spirit people that God has called us to be. So now the works of the flesh are evident, which are, looks like I jumped, adultery, fornication. If you are living in sexual sin, this comes to you, not to condemn you, to convict you, to repent. Uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, ambitions. This is not the kind of ambition that is good. This is ambition that can wish evil for somebody so I can get what he has. It's works of the flesh. Dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, reveries, and the like. Meaning the list is tall and it's impossible for him to put it all down. So he said, and the like. 
of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Those who practice, those who do, those who work, the works of the flesh will not inherit the kingdom of God. This does not need any explanation. It's very clear. Another works that the Bible talked about is works of darkness. Ephesians 5.11, New King James Version. Apostle Paul commands the church in Ephesus and by inference to us, he says, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. See what has been placed before us? When we see unfruitful works of darkness, evil, he said we shouldn't participate. But he didn't even stop there. He said we need to take action. We need to expose them. So don't turn your face the other way when you know something is wrong that's going to destroy your family, it's going to destroy society. Unfortunately, we are in a time that, especially in my kind of society where the one who stands up for truth becomes a victim. So the more you cheat and lie and are corrupt, the more society accepts you. You go to buy things, stuff, and people are ready to write receipt for you, inflating prices because you are buying for a company, you are buying for a group, and, and they think that you can do a cut, some percentage cut, by inflating the price. And Christians think it's, it's, it's okay. My brother, my sister, it's not okay. It's simply not okay. It's simply not okay. Because these are works of darkness. And if you represent Christ, you are supposed to have some level of integrity in everything that you and I do. Unfruitful works of darkness. Then we go into the next level, which is what is demanded by scripture of every born again Christian. Every born again Christian must work these works. Oh, we are not saved by works. We are, yes, yes, you are right. We don't enter in by works. But when we enter in, we must work. Yeah? Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. He didn't stop there. He said, When I have given you that rest, now you got to do something. Take my yoke upon you. In other words, I'm not going to impose it on you. You must be willing Take my yoke upon you. Then he gives us the assurance that his yoke is not as heavy as the one we are carrying before we enter in. He said, my yoke is light. Amen. But listen, it is still a yoke. The fact that you got born again um, this morning or you got born again yesterday doesn't mean that you're not going to work again for the money you need. If I go to work harder by faith that God is going to honor that which you are doing. So beloved brother and sister, get the line straight and get your mind completely lined up to the word of God and don't allow anyone to deceive you into thinking that you can be lazy and prosper because you have been saved by grace, you are supposed to live by grace. Grace does not encourage laziness. Faith does not encourage laziness. Listen, listen, we talk about works of the law, we are out of there by grace. We talk about dead works, we shouldn't be there because grace has brought us into the light. We talk about works of the flesh, we shouldn't be there because Christ now endures us by his spirit 
And that which we cannot do, the Holy Spirit can do through us, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. We talk about the works of darkness that we have been given an assignment to expose them. Now we are at the level where we're going to go deep into works that are relevant to us as believers. I hope you, you got in the picture very clear. And these works, the Bible calls works of goodness. Works of goodness. If you are a woman, a man of faith, you must be identified by works of goodness. Jesus highlighted works of goodness when he said in Matthew 5, 16, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. That they may see your good works. And do what? And glorify your Father in heaven. That they may see your good works. Brother, sister, there is work that must accompany our faith. There is not even work, but works. Consistent, continuous to the glory of God. We must work the works of God. We must work with our hands, our brains to prosper. We must work. Faith demands work, not laziness. I'll come your way again next week and we'll go deeper into the area of faith and its connection to works. God bless you. Your friend Pastor Hans Metter signing out for today. Have a wonderful time and bye for now. for listening to the bible platform tune in same time next week god bless you